Hello and welcome to the very first Seismic Soccer episode. I'm joined by Tony Hibbert, also known as Paul, who is having some camera difficulties, and by James, going by the name of, I'm going to say it wrong, Chavi. Hi Colin, how you doing? Okay, so Seismic Soccer's fallen under the Seismic Cinema umbrella, and you can find us on Facebook, and I'm just steering into the skid here and calling it X, Instagram, Threads, and TikTok. And you can also watch us or listen to us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Pods, and soon not to be Google, Google Pods, because Google's discontinuing it soon. So guys, we've been looking forward to this one for a while. We're going to start a monthly football episode. He's excited and ready to go. Yeah, man. Never mind all that cinema nonsense. Let's just talk football all the time. To be fair, I think every time I was on, there's a, a, a steer into a a football category at some point, something to do with Rangers or something along those lines, so uh, it's about time we got our fingers out and do something with football. You can only yeah. um, have so much of a good thing, only so much of a good thing though, Paul. I'm just trying to figure out how you're going to somehow mention Star Wars or Harry Potter in this episode. You've just, you've just done it, so ready to go. Sorted, sorted. Nah, I'm looking forward to it, we've been talking about it for quite a long time and the family got our fingers it. So, yeah. Really, dug really looking forward to Dug out the football bits and the... Dug out the football bits and the shin pads. Yep, knee, knee supports. And the free spray. So I've got... So I've got a couple of quick fire questions and then we've got three news stories we're going to discuss and then we've got a wee challenge we're going to do at the end and there's a wee spoiler on the screen and on my top. I'm wearing the Invincibles top from... 2003, 2004. Sexy. Very, very sexy. Not too tight on. I actually do like Arsenal. I like Arsenal back then. I like Arsenal now. I think the Arteta connection's one for me. Um, obviously, I got a soft spot for Arteta for his Rangers connection as well. Arsenal in the middle? Nah. Not so great, but they still had some good players like Jack Wilshire and his lovely goal against Norwich and things like that. So. Don't forget the great Aaron Ramsey as well. <laughs> he was actually pretty great at one point, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right, he's ready for your first quick fire question out of three guys. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's ready, ready for your question. Right, this is a this is a bit of a shout out to uh, Gary, uh, who's also going to be on the football pods, but did the cardinal sin of double booking himself on the first one. Uh, but we forgive you, Gary. So this is a a phrase that me and Gary use quite a lot and we call it um, time capsule players. I think it's just a thing we made up. It's basically players that you're really surprised are still playing and should have retired years ago. So I'll let you think about oh, it for a God. second. So who, can you name a player or choose a player who's your time capsule selection? Somebody who you think by this point should have just retired I and mean, when you see their name pop up you're like are they still actually playing? Oh, uh, you got any, anyone Steve, come to mind? Stephen Fletcher Who? at Wrexham. Stephen Fletcher. Okay. Like, yeah, I know he was at Dundee United last year, but I thought he was like gone, like broken, done. Now he somehow got a move to Wrexham on the big bucks. I didn't know he moved to Wrexham. I didn't uh, know. That's news to me. They, they could beat 5-0 at the weekend as well. Ah, uh, Sydney pumped. Aye, so he's, yeah, he's, he's you, just big with old Scottish reliability. 
Oh, that's a question. Yeah, me, me and Gary use it quite a lot because we, I think, like Milan Baros only retired a couple of years ago. That was one of our favorite ones. Milan Baros, oofed. That's a blast from the past. Champions League, Champions League final fame. He only retired a couple of years ago. Oh, let's see. It must be hundreds of players. One. Is it? Uh, I don't be James, what do you say to your pupils if you're stuck? Move on to the next one and go back to it. <laughs> 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 Um, is it too early to say uh, Dessels or Angels? <laughs> Let's just do the title on it, Don. You're going to put them in a time capsule. Why? Aye, just bury him and forget about him. Are you going to come back to him now? I'm totally stunned. Right. I've asked the question, but I'm struggling a bit now, but I'll, I'll think of one. Uh, isn't that Thomas Muller. Thomas Muller's getting on, getting on a bit. The right age. Where's he now? I think Thomas Muller, he's still at Bayern. Is he? There was a picture of him at uh, Oktoberfest with Harry Kane drinking beers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you got players like Luka Modric. He, he's 38. Mm, that's true, yeah. Uh, oh, but Joaquin, still no, is he still playing? still playing the ball now, Paul. Joaquin, Joaquin still playing? Joaquin only, he only just retired like last year. Because uh, I remember him in This Is Football 2003. Had him at Rangers. I knew. I knew his old back then, I know. <laughs> I used to play football manager back in the day, man. Joaquin was my... I, I played with my mate. We'd go on in football manager and we'd just stay like a network. And we'd always go to a team in the in the Spanish league, but it couldn't be Real Madrid or it couldn't be Barcelona. So we ended up going like teams like Sevilla as Valencia. And I took this guy everywhere with me because he just scored free kick after free kick. So I was like, he was a quality player, but I don't know why he was like just playing. That's back a good 10, 12 years ago now, man. I played that game. Plus, his pace was about 99, wasn't it? (laughs) He was one of those ones, Paul, when you're playing this as football, you would just hit R2 and he would just gallop. Yeah. Is that and the one? Push the L2, L2 and dive. I was just going to say uh, that. Is that the game you could dive into? Yeah. <laughs> I used to play that game all the, t- all the time back in the day. Um, well, we kind of mentioned a few. So, Paul's was. Um, who was Paul's again? Stephen Fletcher. I can't remember what I said. Stephen Fletcher, Stephen Fletcher I. <laughs> we've, we've mentioned so many now, we could just move on to the next one, I think. So, um, right, James, you can go first this time. Most vivid own goal, like a ridiculous or memorable own goal that you can recall? First one comes to mind. Um, this is a ridiculous one. But the first one comes to mind is the one, the France 98. No, oh, France 98. Was, was, it, was France 98 against Brazil, wasn't it? Um, Scotland, Brazil. Tom Boyd own goal. Mm. Um, I can remember being, I was an S1 at the time. And we all got home, we all got away early for school, and we got to watch the football. Um, I don't know if you used well at the time right enough, but I remember that game. Scotland went down quite early in the game, then John Collins scored a penalty, and then that own goal, just that's why it always sticks in my, in my head, that one. Isn't it funny, whenever Scotland uh, qualify for a tournament, education just stops, so we took the kids off 
afternoon timetable to watch Scotland England the other year. <laughs> Did you? When, we, when um, Scotland played in the Euros there, um, we were allowed to have the afternoon off to watch Scotland and mm. Czech Republic. Uh, that's um, the one. Uh, we watched Scotland Czech Republic. No, it was Scotland Czech Republic we watched, not Scotland England. Yeah. Aye. I was going to say, that's, so, that's Scotland England is at nighttime. I know, I know. It was, it was the right tournament. I just messed it up. Um, so, Tom Boyd for you. <laughs> Paul, any. Was there any you scored when DYFL back in the day? Aye, there's one at under 11s when we were 11 nothing up and I scored an over a kick and it made it 11 1 in Calmer's region. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know if you've seen. It's probably a bit of recent bias right enough, but I can't remember who the boy was, but for Juventus against Sassuolo. Just just literally last game uh, there. I've seen that. You see that? Suchesny uh, passed it right across the back line to the centre-back, and the centre-back first. Like, Suchesny was in the corner, and he passed it to the centre-back, <laughs> and the centre-back just, like, first time hit it right into the net, and Suchesny was just standing there watching it, like, what the hell have you, what are you doing? He just stood there looking at it. He wasn't even trying to run back to the goal because he was just like, there's no chance. What what, what have you just done? It's an absolute <laughs> beauty if you've not seen it. To be fair, I think he didn't run for it. He looked like a fool anyway because there's no chance he was getting Aye. it. Like, nah, nah, he, he just looked at him just like, you arse. <laughs> Romero scored a belter on Sunday. Aye, but that was more of a reaction uh, thing. That was a bit unlucky. Um, the ones that come to mind for me... James might remember this one. Do you remember Paolo Vanoli, the Italian defender? Aye. It was against Dunfermline and he just like, hit a pass back and it just somehow ended up in the back of the net. I, I don't really remember much more than that, but I just remember no, I agree, it quite vividly. And the other Aye. one, I'm trying to remember, was it It wasn't Gary, was it Gary Neville or someone else? It was a, was a Man United player, just like lobbed, he lobbed his own keeper essentially. I can't remember if it was Neville or it was, maybe it wasn't Neville, it was maybe someone else. I hope it was my United anyway. <laughs> but I just remember somebody literally just lobbing their own keeper when they tried to pass it back. Do you know what I, I, I mean? Think I, know when you're talk- I, I know when you're talking about I just I can picture that the actual thing happened, but I just can't even remember Aye. who the players are or what the team was. Anyone who's listening that knows what game that is or what player that was, let us know. I just love the idea of chipping your own goalkeeper. I've done that a few times. Oh, I forgot! I forgot I had these to set up like that. Oh well. There you go. Right. So the last uh, quick fire question. It could be for your own team or just a random team or the national team. A cult hero you loved. So a player who wasn't that great, but the fans absolutely loved him. Is there anyone who? Comes to mind right away. A player that wasn't wasn't that great, but we loved them. Well, cult, cult heroes by definition are like they're not like the best of the best, but they worked really hard and they were quite memorable. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right, I'm going for recent. Like... I'm going for recent bias again. Kenny McLean. <laughs> like he's, he's he's awful. He's not. Oh, he's awful, but he's just not. The same level as everybody else on in the Scotland squad, I say. But God damn, he tries his little heart out and came up with that goal in Oslo, which was against all the odds. I think I said in that Project Football podcast, I was like, 
he's the last person you want to come on when you're like one 0 down. He's like the defensive guy that you bring on to close out a game. And came up with that goal. You love you love that guy, don't you? Oh, I did. after that goal. Oh my god, Kenny McLean. And they're just he seems just like such a sound guy. So Kenny McLean for me, Scotland cult hero, just for that that moment. And I think I seen some stats as well. Like anything he's came on, we've not actually lost a goal. So I'll take that any day. That's lucky, eh? 4 0 Rangers, Ryan Jack. Was it 4 0? I didn't know. I didn't realize we scored a third. Seema got two. I think I was going to put Seema as the. Uh-huh. She retired and all. I'm glad he didn't. For anyone listening, you two are obviously Rangers fans. I'm a Morton fan, just to kind of balance things out here so it's not just a, a Rangers rabble 2.0. <laughs> oh. good, ref- good reference Paul you my cult hero um, I'll obviously go back to Rangers here because it's my team at the end of the day I think this player I really rated this player my mates hated him like I don't know why but every time you see his name in the starting lineup, it's like oh no him but he was always a, a consistent player but he, I don't think he ever got the recognition uh, I'm going to go with Sasa Papic, big nice. Sasa Papic. Um, he was just a, always consistent, and never, I don't think he'd put a foot wrong. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I, I my, my mates didn't, didn't like him at all. Didn't, no. didn't, he brought to the team, no, no. He's one that's, he's one that's quite, from my perspective, quite universally loved. I well, my, my mates, I beg to differ, tell you that much. Um, I think my my brother too, but no, no, I liked him, man. I always thought he was a decent player, up and down the wing. Do you know what I mean? Um, he always put a shift in. So, I that's the first person I came to mind anyway. But I'm sure there'd be Melton if I thought about it for for a longer time. You know what I mean? I asked the question. I asked the question. No, I'm struggling. That's not the first time that's happened tonight. Um, will I go Rangers or will I go someone else? What do you think? That's up to you. Hmm. Right, I'll go I'll keep the Arsenal theme. And I don't know, he just keeps coming into my head because he was a good player, but he's also doing a cracking job as their as either director of football. Edu. Oh what a player, man. I thought he was brilliant. Um no, he's not considered like a top villain um premiership player, but he was a decent player and he's doing a really good job at and the kind of transfer side of things at Arsenal as well. Aye. That's quite oh, funny. I never really really thought he was a cult hero at all in Arsenal. I always thought he was kind of a mediocre. Ooh. Well, James obviously there, so... I'll give a spoiler away, I think, um, for, for later on. But, um... Right, we'll <laughs> stop. We'll stop there then. <laughs> right, so... We've got a couple of stories. Um, we each kind of chose a story each uh, to go for. I think Paul was going to introduce the first one. Yeah, Paul? Yep. The first wee segment we got is a wee segment on Spurs and their kind of meteoric rise. So with Storm Agnes approaching up here, Big Ange mm-hmm. is creating a wee storm down south. He is taking over Spurs this season after leaving Celtic and 
in his first six games, they've drawn two, won four. And probably the biggest two is beat Man United 2 0, which isn't saying much because Man United are pretty god awful this season. And they just drew two each with Arsenal there at the weekend. I think in maybe four or three of the last, in his last games, they went behind and came back, which for Spurs is pretty good because usually if they go a goal down, they usually lose four more within the first 10 minutes. So, yeah, and Postacoglu seems to be doing a great job so far. Got Liverpool next up, and I think Tottenham can go into that game with not a lot of fear because the way they're playing and the expansive football Liverpool play, I think they could have a pretty good chance of beating them. I think just Ange Postacoglu in general, he seems to have brought a breath of fresh air into the club itself because I think after Conte, Mourinho, uh, and Nuno as well. I think they were just, they were always under the cosh. They were always making mistakes. Everything seemed very negative. The tactics were negative. The player choice was very suspect. And they seemed to just play the same players all the time. But so they had like players that were okay, but an older generation like Eric Dyer, Hugo Lloris, players like that. And this season, they seem to have kind of cut the debut away. Lloris has gone. He brought in a lot of good young players. And and just really put his mark on the team. He's playing a lot of the younger players. Got rid of the old Deadwood. They're playing without fear. He seems to put a lot of trust in with the players as well. Because he's uh, he seems to put a lot more responsibility in the players. And saying, like, look, go play. Just all out attack, basically. Keep playing. And if you make a mistake, you make a mistake. But just keep trying it. No, I'm not going to like hook you or take you off or give you a, a rollicking for trying something and not getting away with it, you know what I mean? And I think Ange itself and Tottenham has pretty much changed the fundament- fundamentals of Spurs like kind of overnight almost, which I think is pretty unheard of. I don't know what you guys think, but have you seen anyone that's kind of changed a a team that quickly? Because like it could have been a terrible, terrible appointment at the start of the season because Tottenham were on the down. There's talks of Harry Kane going. Tottenham, the last few appointments has been like a poison chalice. You've got serial winners going there and not making a difference. And Andrews obviously came off a high from Celtic going down there. So it could have been a terrible, terrible appointment, but it seems to be working out. What do you guys think? Obviously, um, nobody, nobody knew who he was. I mean, I'll say I'm thinking back to when he was at Celtic. Like for me personally, when he when he came into Celtic, I was rubbing my hands because I didn't know who he was. Nobody knew who he was because that side of the the world, no one ever kind of thought about getting a manager from there, no one really thought, thought about getting players from that side of the world, do you know what I mean? So he was an unknown figure and you could probably say, Paul, as well, that he probably transformed Celtic overnight, didn't he? Because I think at the end of the day, when Rangers won the league, the 55, then what was happening there was a lot of the players were leaving. There was a lot of players who were retiring or getting sold for big money and he had to bring a new team in with no recruitment. No, there's no kind of protector of football or anything like that, was there? I don't think anyway. Uh, um, that's true. 
So, so he was using his own knowledge for the market he was in before and just bringing these players who nobody knew anything about. And to be fair to him, do you know what I mean? As much as I probably don't like saying it, as he, he's, he's a name for Celtic a, a turn, didn't he? Because he's brought in the players, obviously the rest of the league back from us. Um, to be fair, we were poor that, that season after Gerard left. But at the same time, he also had his own issues in terms of getting players to jail quickly, hit the ground running, and they've done that for him. Do you know what I mean? And he's also got a he's got a an aura about him, I think, that he's he, he don't think he takes any nonsense either. And he's got a, a real philosophy, he's got a real identity he's play. And um something that Rangers did have and still do have, to be honest with you. Um so I admire what he's done, and to be fair, he's done really well. I know Celtic fans were a wee bit upset at him leaving at the time. And kind of he was obviously going to be there for, they, they thought he was going to be there for longer, but at the end of the day, if he's he's, in, he's nearly 16 or something like that, he's, he's at the the endies managerial career, do you know what I mean? So if a team like Spurs are coming in from or any, anyone in the English Premiership come in, he's going to take over um, and do a job there. And he has, he has done a job there. Um, can I say he's not? He's unbeaten, isn't he? So he beat the League Cup, I'm sure he could beat, but in the league, he's done. He's made some good performances. Teams have came back and won as well. Do you know what I mean? And they beat Manchester United, which is always a bonus. Um, so um, I can't really deny it. He's done really well, and he has totally changed the philosophy. I suppose because if you think back to what you were saying as well, all the coaches they had, the Mourinho and Conte, and that they're all kind of defensive-minded coaches. Whereas Spurs are now. You know, they're, they're, they're pressing high and they're... Did I say it? Do they stop? Do you know what I mean? So, I don't know. Um, he's definitely changed the philosophy. And definitely changed, I think, a lot of people are now taking notice of Spurs. But it's still early in the season, though. I don't want to, you know, start saying they're going to win the league and win that. Whatever. Do you know what I mean? It'll take... If they get into the Champions League this year, or I Champions League's the minimum for them. Because that's how Spurs have been the last few years. If he makes the Champions League for them, that's progress. And then I don't think I think he can do that. Do you know what I mean? He started off well, but it's just consistency in the players he's got in as well. So, aye, he's done a good job so far. Yeah, I think I think he'll do well if he keeps like like you say the key people fit. Like see if Son and Madison stay fit. I think there'll be a force to be reckoned with. He's got quite a good leadership. He's got a leadership team about him as well. And he's got Son, Madison and Romero as kind of three main guys. So I think that's how he's kind of instilling the kind of confidence in his players as well. But I do like his style of play. I remember at Celtic when he he played Real Madrid in the Champions League. And I think they got beat 3-1 in the end up. But see, for the first half, Celtic were giving Real Madrid a good scare. Like, uh, is it Jackie Marcus? I think he shot within the first two minutes or something. And uh, that put him right in the front foot. Um, it was such a difference from the Brendan Rodgers kind of way of playing because he sat back and kind of just took it and they were either going to get beat 2-0 or 6-0. There was nothing nothing exciting about it. They never really had a chance of doing it. But with Ange Postecoglou, it looked as if they, they had a chance. 
um, with the style of play. So it's a lot of risk and reward, and so far you're getting a lot of rewards out of it. He does seem like, a, like I've seen James is a, a kind of likable guy as well. He downplays himself quite a bit. He takes, if he does get plaudits, he's kind of like, like it's not really me, guys, it's the players. Um, it's them that's got the vibe about them, not me. I'm just kind of direct him, directing them. So he does kind of downplay uh-huh. himself a wee bit. And he's always like, oh, yeah, I was a kind of last guy standing. Like they tried about five or six people before me. And, you know, I was just lucky because nobody else wanted it kind of thing. So he does downplay himself, which I does, I think does help him. Yeah. A question for you. Do you think this um, getting rid of Kane has benefited the benefited team? Or do you think that's still a mistake? That's what I was going to actually ask you guys as well, because I don't know, because if Kane had stayed, it might have been easy for him just to use him as a crutch and use him as a focal point rather than instilling it as a team game. Because I don't know if Kane would fit into a team that's not built around him. Aye. I don't know, because at the end of the day, you, work, you play as a team, knows one one person, it's like you just get the body high cane, he'll score. It shouldn't be that way. Whereas they might function better as, as a team without him there. Yeah. You know I mean, it's, 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 it's a hypothetical. We don't know how, how it'll panned out. He's away now. But it's, it's an interesting question nonetheless, I think. Do you know what I mean? No, I think, I think, I think, I think Madison's. Go on, you go, come. I think Madison's definitely benefited from Kane not being there because after Son, he's probably like number two or second fiddle, like in a good way, like one of the most important players. Because um, Son seems to be relishing the responsibility because he's been playing through the middle a bit more compared to on the left. And Kane's like, how good's Kane? Like, he's already doing bits over at Bayern Munich, like fitting in like a. It's fitting him like a glove, if that's the right phrase. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it's you quite often see it, don't you? Like when the best player leaves, the rest of the team kind of step up a bit because it's like their their time to shine, really. Yeah, I think they could have been a bit over reliant on him. Like, oh, well, like it's fine if I don't score because High Kane will score, you know what I mean? But. Yeah, Son's really taking up the mantle, I think, because I think last season he only got like, I don't know, like 10 goals or something like that. And now he's got about five or six goals this season already. So, yeah, hopefully just he keeps eight. banging them in. Do you think Son just doesn't score an ugly goal? Like, even his tap ins, like that one against Arsenal and off the post, like, I just feel like every goal he scores is a beauty. Just like the... I just a wee delicate spin, one, a wee delicate touch. Cool. Well, will we make a wee prediction then of where Spurs will finish this season and we can look back on this? Aye. Aye. On you go. Well, Chelsea and Man United are in disarray. I'm going to go fourth. I think Arsenal, Liverpool and City are strong. I think um, they'll come fourth as well, Colin. Um, I think Man, Man, Man City will win the league. Arsenal will fall short again. And then... Ooh, Liverpool. Liverpool are looking pretty good. 
Uh, Liverpool. I think they're still at the rebuild stage, though. Do you know what I mean? Strangely, they're still kind of no clucking as much. And don't forget Brighton, by the way, as well. Brighton have come into it a wee bit. They're lying uh, third and out, I think. So they're not, but given the squad and the depth and things, you would expect Tottenham to to be up there. So fourth, I think they'll be fourth. What about you, Paul? Oh, mm, I'm going to go a bit bold and go for a wee cheeky second. Second? Oof. As long as everyone stays fit, I think it might benefit them as well because they're not playing European football this year and everybody else is, so they might stay a bit fresher than everybody else. Yeah, so I, might, I, think that might, I think that might benefit them. So I'm going to go bold and say second. I think Man City have just got too much about them to, to falter. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see at season's end uh, who, who was right then. Um, so if we move on to the second story now, this was my question and it's something I've been thinking about because obviously we've lived through the the big hype a few years ago, the, the Chinese Chinese Super League, I think it was called. Um, and obviously we've had a summer of not just the people at the end of their careers, but people at the kind of peak of their powers, like Ruben Neves at Wolves, um, going over to Saudi Arabia. So my question really is, do you think this will be a sustainable thing? Do you think they'll end up challenging and potentially joining the Champions League, which there's been talk of? Or do you think they'll kind of go the same way as other fads? So we'll start with James. James, what are your thoughts on that? Um, okay. Do I think that the side, the Saudi league will last? Do you no. think it'll be just for a couple of years or do you think it'll be something that'll grow and last a long time? I don't think it'll last a long time. I think it'll... You make comparisons to the Chinese Super League, don't you? Because the, the money was there. Um, albeit there's a lot more money in the Saudi League. Ronaldo started off, didn't he? Um, but I don't think it'll last. I think it's it's money, isn't it? And I, for me, it's easy to go for the money. And this is me personally. I wouldn't go for the money. Um, easy for me to sit here and say that when it's on the table, do you know what I mean? But personally, I would like to play in a in a more competitive league where it's on the telly and that, do you know what I mean? And I don't think it'll last. I don't think, the, I think the players will, will come to realise as well that it's not all to what it's got to be. You know what I mean, I think it's, it's got to hit the glass ceiling somewhere and the talk about the hit to the Saudi League making the Champions League, I hope that doesn't happen because it'll just make a whole mockery of the whole system. Mm. Um, I don't know what you think about that man, that man, but um, that would open a massive can of worms. I'm surprised. I might be wrong, but I'm surprised that nobody's or has anyone bought the rights to stream the games yet. Because with the amount of players that went over, I must admit, I'd probably be quite curious about tuning in to see see some of the games. I I don't know. I, how many? I, mean, I don't know if if there's that many players went over really. Seemed I mean? like it. I seemed like it, but I don't. I wouldn't imagine. Like if I was to go and look at the squads now, mm. I wouldn't think. I mean, the, 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 what's the team that's got all the players in it? Like it's got um, Neymar in it now. But there's is that Al? Is that Al Hittihad or is that a different one? I don't know. Um, I, mean, I, I, I just, just want to see Stevie G's team play. 
Oh, that's Jesus. Jack, Jack, Jack Henry. Donkey Jack. Jack Henry. But listen, it's, it's the players' prerogative. They went to go for the money for two years, earn money tax free, then it's, it's their prerogative. They're entitled to do that. Do you know what I mean? You can't fault them for that, I suppose. But for me personally, um, maybe they're thinking it'll, it'll last either and they'll, they'll go where the money's there and then it'll just fall, fall by the wayside. Do you know what I mean? And then they'll come back into, into, into Britain yeah. or European football. I don't know. I don't think it'll last. I think it'll, 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 it'll come. It'll just come to an end at some point. But again, we, the Chinese Super League, no one hears that anymore. Sky Sports bought the rights to that when it all happened. And I don't know much a game of football. Has anybody watched the Newcastle documentary on Amazon? Nah. I've watched the first two episodes, and I don't know, just. There's a bit of a kind of uneasy atmosphere in the documentary. It's just like, um, I don't know. I just hope Newcastle don't get kind of messed about in the future with the the connection. Because obviously Jordan Henderson's been facing quite a lot of hate because of his his big support for the different charities in the UK. And now they're all saying he's kind of turned his back on uh, his principles, essentially. So there's that whole kind of social um side of it as well yeah it's like sport washing isn't it it's try, they're trying to focus on the football and rather than kind of face up to all the kind of humanitarian issues they have over yeah. there but what do you think about the saudi league ball do you do you think it'll be a flash in the pan or do you think it'll be a well, i don't know everlasting? see saudi does it have like financial fair play no doesn't sound like it, no. Doesn't. So I'd imagine, like, so you could say they got like a blank check, and so they could keep going as long as they wanted, really. I'd imagine. Um, well, but, well, the must players have, keep going. Will it stay attractive I, enough for I, them? Like, mate, I think as as long as there's money, uh, I don't see why not. Like, why did everyone go to the English Premier League because it was the most lucrative league in the world at the time? So I don't see why if Saudi became the most lucrative league in the world, why more people wouldn't get attracted to go to that. You know what I mean? Do you think some of the sorry James and you go? No, I was saying I did laugh at the time when it all came to kind of start or oh, player X and player Y going to Saudi League and English media were going on a frenzy. And it's like they're stealing all our players. Well, you've been doing that for years and years uh-huh. before that. It's just now happening. True, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But there isn't any any um, financial fair play in Saudi uh, the Saudi Pro League. I don't, I don't think there is in England either. <laughs> <laughs> well, Man City, Man City, I'll just pay the bill anyway. Or Chelsea. <laughs> oh, I don't get started in Chelsea. Jesus, um, that would be a if they want to join the Champions League. Then there's going to be massive implications for the for the Saudi teams then because we do fall under the jurisdiction of financial fair play and they'll have to play by the, the rules. But I still stand by what I say. If they if they join the Champions League, the games need really is. I feel like financial fair play is just as messy as the offside rule. Oh, I just there's always, there's always loopholes and ways around about it. Like I just find like everything when it comes to the kind of the Saudi leagues and the Saudi. 
like owned clubs and that's always some dodgy dealings. It's like, oh, Newcastle have got a new shirt sponsor. It's like, oh, do they? And it's like, oh, I, but they're owned by the exact same guy, so it's not really. Oh, they've done a multi-million pound deal <laughs> with this. Oh, but it's actually just my, it's like that. my own company. It's, it's like that meme where the guy's putting a medal on himself. You ever seen that? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Paul, what do you do? You think some? Do you think some of the players like your Ruben Neves, maybe not so much Neymar? I've never liked Neymar, if I'm honest. He's just never carried oh, himself. No, I've got a lot of time for Neymar, so I have. Really? Oh, I, wow. can't, I can't stand him. I can't stand him. I hate him. I hate him with a passion. Every time I see him, I want somebody to just break his leg. Everything to, quote Homer, to quote Homer Simpson in the the Thompsons episode two against one. <laughs> If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Uh, I've got a lot of money marks because um, when he plays, when he, whenever he plays against Celtic, he always scores and he always wins them up. So for me, uh, any day of the week for me, man. <laughs> what well, What I was going to ask Paul, do you think maybe not Neymar, but like Ruben Neves, these kind of guys, do you think uh, they'll look back at the end of their careers and regret moving there, or do you think their bank balances will keep them? Uh, I think when they're there? sitting, when they're sitting in. A big old mansion and the pool that's about five times the size of what it could what it could have been. You'll be thinking, you know what? I probably made the right decision here. But is that it though? Is it not? Is it not about the? Is it not about the glory winning the Champions League, winning a big league? Oh, he's not going to date with wolves, is he? <laughs> is that old story though? Is ambition versus money into it? What do you pick? So I mean, uh, I think this. I think this segues nicely into James's question. I think there's a nice link between the two, um, two, the two areas. So my question is, and I don't know if you've been reading much about it, that the Champions League will change its its format uh, next year. So current group stages will disappear come next year, and it's just going to be a, a big league. So instead of the 38 teams, sorry, the 32 teams that are now, there's going to be it's 36 teams in the one league. And then it will play each other, I think it's twice it says, but once rather, sorry, and it will, it will split into two again. So the first 16 teams will go straight to the, the Champions League knockouts and then the ones below that will, will go into a playoff. What, every every team you play every team once. That, uh, how are you gonna fit? How are you gonna fit in thirty six games? I don't know what it is. But it's like that anyway. So it's I. It's what it says here, man. Unless I've got the misinformation. I don't know how the, how the seeding is, but they're changing the format yet. So basically, there's no seeds anymore. You can just you're going to fall into the the, the group. So we could play. It's still. There must be still be country protection, I reckon, because that's how they make their money till they get the, 20, the country protection to the later stages. So we could essentially, not we, I, mean, I assume you're going to make the Champions League next year, Colin. I mean, that's with the positive mindsets, etc. Um, that we're going to be playing possibly Real Madrid, Barcelona. It doesn't because it's just a one one league now. That. You said there's you said there's country protection, so if there's country protection, yeah. can it be one league, or do you just not play them? You just don't play them. You just don't play them. So, but I guess my, my whole question is that: when, do you think then that UEFA have done this simply because of 
the, the threat of the breakaway European League that was all started with was it Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Inter, AC Milan, Inter Milan, etc. Juventus were in it as well. Juve, were in it, and a lot of the English teams were in it as well. Spurs were part of that as well, but I think they, as it started to kind of filter through, a lot of teams pulled it. But I think Barcelona, Juve, and I maybe I can't remember off the top of my head now who it was, but there's still a few teams that are. I think it was Real Madrid, Barca, Juventus, was it not United, Spurs, Arsenal? But I think but a lot of the English teams pulled out. So there's Aye, a, yeah, a few the founding members who are still dragging their heels in this and still want it to happen. So suppose is do you think the idea of the Champions League format being in one league like that, where essentially Rangers or Celtic or any any team like could just play anybody? Or do you think it's better the way it is than now? Go on and you start with yourself, mate. I think taking the group stage away is a, I think it's just classic and it works. Like eight eight groups, top two, last sixteen quarterfinals with the drop offs into the Europa League. I, I think it works. I don't I don't think it needed to change personally. No, I don't think so either. But there's a it says as well that because there's thirty two teams, there's thirty six now gonna be put into it. So I, I'm wondering where they're gonna find the other four teams, where they're gonna pick them from. Probably the English Premiership. The top Wait. ten will be there. <laughs> or four uh, Saudi teams. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's your, there's your answer. So I just wonder where, because it all goes by the, the, the country coefficient. And as it stands, Scotland in a minute will, for next year, the, the winners of the, the league will go straight through to the Champions League. But the second place still has an opportunity to qualify. But there's still four teams. Do you know what I mean? That's left there. So I wonder how that they're going to figure that out because you can't take any more you can't take any more for Italy Spain or England I'm sorry but that it was just that's just you can't do that so I wonder if they'll they'll pity the the, the teams in the the lower leagues like Scotland um or Scotland really isn't it and even <laughs> even the even the Dutch league is better than ours do you know what I mean and they get lo- lots more money than us but I don't know Paul what do you think I need to let well, a cat out of the door. Hold on. <laughs> um, as a Morton fan, you know, I don't really take much notice of the Champions League. Uh, <laughs> I just sometimes turn the, t- turn the TV on on a Wednesday and a Thursday and there's sometimes football t- football games on. Uh, but I don't know. It's hard because if they're changing it for the right reasons to freshen it up, then... I'm all for it, but if it is just to kind of appease this European Super League thing, then I say to death it. Um, like I do like the group stages. Sometimes it can be a bit samey because it's the same teams and you don't, I don't know, it's like because it's usually the kind of same pots in the group stages, you don't see the same, you kind of say the same teams not playing each other. Uh, so if it is a Super League, and there's more chances of different games happening, then it could be interesting. It could be better. Um, but if you've got, if like Rangers and Celtic have got all these games to play, then I, f- I fear for their records because they could be making all sorts of records for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, Rangers, are, Rangers already have a record, don't they, for the Champions League? 
um, for last year. But it says here that um, the fixtures would, would be determined using a Swiss-style seeding system. So we play eight matches against different teams, four at home and four away. So I don't even know what that means, but it's... I don't like the change, personally. I think it's, it was good the way it was. We all knew where we stood. But I suppose if things are the same for so long, it gets boring. But I think it, they're just trying to make it kind of... For me, anyway, I think they're just trying to make it quite similar to this this breakaway league that they're threatening to do. And then it appeases the teams, do you know what I mean? But I don't know. We'll see what happens if, if you know, when it happens and then... We might like it, who knows, we might actually go to prefer it. We don't like change, I don't think, do we? No, I don't like it. Don't like change. <laughs> but who to say that we 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 don't? We won't like it, you know what I mean? And Paul, you never know, Martin might make the, the, the Premier League one of these days and they might even end up in the Champions League. You think positive? Yeah, I think I'll be dust long before then. <laughs> Under the lights at Capitol Park. <laughs> I think Mando likes the sound of the league. I know, he's finally woken up. Hey guys, will we get into the the main the main dessert of the the podcast then, our first big football challenge? Yeah, the main dessert? What does that mean? <laughs> the main meal? I don't know. <laughs> Rangers got hearts in the semi-final, by the way. Oh, Lowry's cup tied then. Oh, that's good. Uh, right, so this idea came about. We're trying to think of, we're going to have like a main focus for each episode. Um, and it was it Adam Dickinson, Paul, was it? It was, I sorry, I was. Uh, from okay. Toby Radio. Oh, yeah. So he mentioned the Invincibles. So um, I thought it'd be fun if we made a joined combined 11, like if we agreed on certain things. Uh, the current Arsenal squad with the Arsene Wenger's Invincibles from 2003-2004, of which I'm wearing their strip. And um, I'd like to dedicate this segment to a bit of a cult hero. I've actually got Reyes on the back of this top. bit random, but it was absolutely tragic what happened to... To that boy, wasn't it? Oh, I forgot about that as well. Jeez, oh. What a player he, was, he, was. he was some player, yeah. What a player he was, man. Okay. Um, tragic. So, I'm going to trial something here as Paul battles with his dogs. Uh, I found a website which could make this more visually appealing, but it might cover our faces, which to the audience might be a good thing. Uh, but let's try it because why not? If you never try, you never know. The quote Coldplay. Um, let's try it. Just you it ready? The pilot episode can get cancelled. Right. I've got a feeling I'm going to have to edit quite a few things. <laughs> this is football manager. I'm loving this. How does that look? That's all right, mate. You can see your face he's still. You see my face? Aye, unfortunately. <laughs> right, well, let's let's try it then. So, will we go with the classic four four two? That's what I've got anyway. In my four four two, yeah. four four two man. Right. Don't, so make, I, don't make things too complicated. I think we put our 
cars down on the table. We'll each reveal our player for each position, either from the Invincibles or the current team. And then, unless it's... A, there will be some unanimous ones, I'm sure. Um, and then, if there isn't, we'll just need to have a bit of healthy debate and decide what we're going for. That all sound good? Uh, sounds good, mate. Sounds good. Right. Um, well, who will start this one, eh? Well, I thought you started. You're the, you're the, uh, the Arsenal fan after all. I'm the Arsenal fan. Right, so it's an interesting one. There's obviously a, a subplot with Arsenal this season. They've brought in uh, David Rea from Brentford, wasn't it? Um, to compete with Aaron Ramsdale. And Rea's kind of taken his spot a bit. I think it's a wee bit of a lack of loyalty. Like I know Ramsdale and his uh, partner had a miscarriage recently, so I don't know if he's maybe struggling a bit mentally. And if he isn't, it's a bit rubbish that they've kind of ousted him and instead of backing him because he was so good last season. Jens Lehmann, who was the Arsenal number one back in the Invincibles, I always thought he was a bit mental and a bit eccentric and a bit all over the place. <laughs> um, so on average, I went for Aaron Ramsdale because I think he's a great keeper. I think he's maybe going through a bit of a tough time right now, but I'm a bit... I think it's a bit rubbish that Arteta seems to have dumped him a wee bit recently. So I go Aaron Ramsdale for the goalkeeper. Okay, go for go for James next then. Okay, um, I'll wait with Lehman, Jens Lehman. I just think he's, uh, even though he is a bit of a wild card at times. Yeah. Um, he got sent off, didn't he, against Barcelona in the Champions League final? Uh, yeah, that was two thousand six. Thanks for the Barcelona top. Two thousand six, maybe. Aye. Uh, that was a uh, Henrik Larsson, didn't he? Scored the goals that that, that final. Anyway, that much detail, but... Yeah, and Um I just think he's it's time will time will tell we we um your keeper, do you know what I mean? I think at the end of the day, I think Lehman's proved proved anyway that he's he's top class. I, I don't know, I don't have the numbers to hand in terms of clean sheets he had during the that season, Colin, but I just know from watching him back in the day that he was top drawer, and for me. I'm going with um, Lehman. Paul, deciding vote here. Or are you going David Rea or what's or Emmanuel Albinia? So, who are we going for? Uh, I'm going Lehman as well. Ooh. I just feel, I feel like he's um, like you're saying he, he had a lot of personality, but he was also quite commanding. I do like Ramsdale. I think he's the better keeper from between him and Raya. Um, like last year, like Ramsey was like making some unbelievable saves, like unbelievable saves. And this season, for some reason, the Arsenal fans have seem to have taken a turn on him, saying that he cost him a league with a couple of mistakes. Like, no chance. But I do think Ramsey was a better keeper between him and Raya. But Jens Lehmann is one for me. He just seems like more kind of complete keeper um, between the three. Is Ramsdale the England keeper? He's in yeah, the squad. He's, he's not. Yeah, him and Pickford and Pope in it, or him Pickford and Johnson. South, South Southgate, as we know, we can maybe discuss this in a future episode. Is just extremely loyal to the likes of Pickford and Maguire and uh, Phillips. Yes. Okay. Cool. What can you see, Matt? I say it's not that great. Can, does it say Lehman on your screen right now? Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. Right, so on to right back. Right back was an interesting one because Ben White plays a lot 
a right back for Arsenal, but he's not a natural yeah. right back really. I think he's more of a centre back by trade. Uh, Laurent, how was it? Lauren, was it just pronounced Lauren? Lauren, Lauren. I always thought he was like he was like decent, but he wasn't like outstanding. He was just in an outstanding team. So I've actually went for a bit of a well card. He got injured in his first game, but he's shown for the Netherlands just how good he can be. A fully fit. I really hope he has a right. He has a right back by trade. I think they played him in the left a bit. Uh, Timber, who got injured early, I think he's got potential to be better than the best of those options because I don't think Laurent was top drawer. I think he was just good, decent, and a good team. I don't know what your guys thoughts were. So, in your ultimate Arsenal team, you're putting a guy that's played one game over everyone else that's played right back. No, I'm looking. I'm looking at. No, nah, you're not. You're, you're not listening. I'm looking at the current team, of which I think Timber's the best right back in the squad, albeit injured. I've seen him play for Holland a lot. Right, I didn't think. Him. I didn't think Laurent was a standout in the Arsenal team. He was obviously full of outstanding players, but I think Timber fully fit would be the best. And if they're playing at the same time, I think you're getting ahead of Laurent. That's just my opinion. Fair enough. Fair enough. Of you, Jamesy Boy. Well, Jamesy Boy. I went with uh, Lauren simply because I don't think he was glamour, but I think he was uh, was pivotal. Do you know what I mean? I think playing alongside better players makes you a better player, doesn't it? At the end of the day, and not in my think... experience. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I played football with you before. I made you a better player. Um, <laughs> no, no. Um, draw comparisons. So the, the Dutch boy Timber, no seen enough of him. I can't say for sure that he's going to be a good player. I don't know. I don't know. It was a bit of a wild card. I've seen Ben White play there, and I do like Ben White. But as you say, he's not a natural right back. Um, so I went with Lauren for the right back position. Ben White is the deputy. I'll win one yet. Well, um, based on the 10 minutes I've seen him play I'm going to go for Timber as well um, nah um, no you're not nope I'm definitely not uh, I'm going well, to go for Ben interesting. Is I'm 10 going to go for Ben <laughs> cracking Tim see, see that two touches he had sublime absolutely sublime <laughs> Uh, yeah, Paul, have you not have you not have you not seen him playing like the World Cup and stuff? He is a good player, give me that. Ah, uh, it's his brother. So I'm gonna go for Ben White because like I saying, I think he is better than Lauren Lauren. Um but he's quite versatile as well, so he can cover the centre and the right if he has to. And he's quite a decent ball player. He's not fancy dancy, but he gets the job done. And I think under Atetas came on leaps and bounds as well. Um, yeah, some just went Ben White. So how do we do this now since there's a three-way split? Well, I've got oh. Ben White as deputy. Have you got Ben White as deputy, Colin? Uh, I didn't really have a deputy, to be honest. Um, I probably should have in case Timber get injured, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just better because he was in my fantasy team and he got injured in the first game. Um, anyway. Um, Timber's, so... a big, Timber's a big lump of wood, isn't he? 
I'm happy to go Ben White. Aye, I'm so uh, I'll put Ben White as well. Put Ben White. Yes, I'm winning two now. Right, and then we're on to the right centre back position. So, Colo Toure was the main right sided centre back in the Invincibles. Um, decent player, not off of the line. So, I think I'll get a bit of support with this one. I'm going to go for William Saliba, right centre back. It's a good solid pick. Considered one of the one of the best centre backs in the Premier League by many. Yeah, Toure yeah, was ever considered decent. one of the best by many. But does Saliba here? Does Saliba have a song after him that he can play in a nightclub or dance floor? <laughs> That's yeah, yeah, not Colo. Oh wait, it's about both. No. Isn't it? It's both. Yeah. James is pondering here. I am not sure about him. Pascal Seeger. <laughs> oh, you, you go first, mate. I went so Campbell. Just because he was an absolute mountain and just reliable. Can I just point out so Campbell played left centre back and the Invincibles? Well, so played in the right. Right, well, so, I've got my, my set. I've got my centre backs mixed up then, so it's Saliba then. Because I, I'll just say it. I've got so Campbell left centre back, so Saliba I, and Campbell. That's I've got so Campbell left centre back. Now, I've maybe went a bit too far back here. I'm sure he was part of the part of the team, but it might have been only that. Aye, I he played the two games, right? Part of that team, but Keown is. Solid, right? He may have only played a couple of games during that season. He's come to the I think he, I think he played quite a lot. Did, Did he? Yeah. Was, that, was, it, was that the same season he bumped Van Nistelrooy in the head? Which is part of the reason why I like him. He's got the team. <laughs> no, that's, that's a great moment. No, no, I think he's solid, Keown. Whether or not he's better than... Well, me Saliba, and, me no. and Paul both have Saliba, so... Laws that averages is it Saliba and Campbell? That must be then. I think that's a pretty good pairing. Yep. So that far on four out, four out of four. Cool. All right. Gabriel, I Gabriel think... is good. He gets caught out sometimes though. Yeah. So Zinchenko's a good player. Gail Cliche was a decent player. I'm pretty sure he was around about then, but I think this was like Peak Ashley Cole, so I think this one should be unanimous unless there's any wild cards. No, no, I've got Ashley Cole. Paul? Uh, I went Zinchenko. Did you actually? Like, I, like, I like Ashley Cole, I do like Ashley Cole, but I feel like Zinchenko offers more Ashley attack Cole, than like, Ashley Cole does. One of the, I thought Ashley Cole was like the best fullback I've ever seen left back. Yeah, like, he is good, but I just feel that Zinchenko yeah. offers more offensively. Plus, he's doing that inverted fullback role, which is a bit more complicated than just your bog standard left back. Okay, this this is even more interesting than the, the timber take, I would say. Zinchenko's mm-hmm. my step 100%. I was actually contemplating putting him in, but Ashiko was is phenomenal. And that was the year before he left to go to Chelsea, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe he was tapped up with Mourinho. Is Paul about to get his first defeat? Could be wrong. Sounds yeah. like it. Uh, Ashiko for me, mate. 100%. Unlucky, Paul. Yeah. 
kind of perfect. I've got a soft spot for him because uh, he scored a winning goal in a Champions League final for me in Football Manager once for Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> I had to sit on. I had to. I had to sit on and everything. Oh, to the champagne as well. Oh yeah, that was old <laughs> enough to drink at that point. Uh, right, so that's what's got our defence. White, Saliba, Campbell, Cole. I think it looked better with Timber on the right, but I'll take it. Um, so now we're going for... I think the midfield will be interesting. I think the strikers pick themselves. Maybe not. I would say they do. Um, right midfield. Right. Freddie Lundberg was the main uh, right winger in that team. And he was a good player. But... I would say Saka blows him out of the water. I think Saka is like one of the best players in the Premier League nowadays, and I don't think Longberg ran him anywhere close with that. Uh, there's also I don't know was Jermaine Pennant maybe in that squad as well, but he's not catching him either. Um, I would go Saka right mid. Pennant wasn't in the team, no. I think he was in the squad. I think he was like a like reserve under twenty ones player at the time. Uh, but for me, it's got to be Saka, who's outstanding. Yeah, I'd go Saka as well. Aye, uh, same here. I've got Saka done. Unanimous. Okay, so that one's pretty easy. Um, and then centre mid. So I went for one attacking, one defensive. Because uh, they were quite defensive in the centre midfield and the Invincibles. Uh, so I went for Martin Odegaard as like my kind of attacking of the two. Um, well, will I just say both of mine? Is it easier, uh, the partnership? Yeah. So Patrick Vieira... Patrick Vieira holding Odegaard Roman is what I went for. Snap. Nice, Paul. Lovely, Paul. I've got Patrick Vieira and Edu. Oh, the bold Edu. Ah, he's not your cult co- co- hero now, Colin, is he? That was two against one, though, wasn't it, for Vieira Odegaard? Aye, I think that'd I be a good pairing. Seems I don't like think a, he's not a bad player. Obviously, he's a cracking player, but I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking. Like I said, this at the start of the pod. Do you know what I mean? It's, Edu was just quality. Yeah, um, he was really good. So he was in my team for. I know right away when I did this. Edu and Vieira would be my midfield. So well, Gilberto Silva was the main man, really, wasn't he? Aye, but, uh, Fa- Fa- Fabregas was coming through at this point as a youngster as well, wasn't he? I uh, was in the squad, was in the team though. I think he was in like and around the squad, I, if that makes sense. Like I was in the squad, but he didn't make any appearances. No. Yeah, he he would have been a shout if he was a bit older. I would say I think he was a great player. Oh, definitely. Um, so, Vieira and Odegaard. Um, uh, yeah. See, see if I'm honest here. I think I think left mid and the two strikers should be unanimous, but. There might be a, a wild card. One dodgy, classic, uh, infamous penalty aside. Uh, it's got to be Robert Perez on the left wing for me. Yep, got him as well. Me too. There you go. He was a weird player, wasn't he? He was like strong, but didn't look strong. He was kind of languid, right word and style. But just somebody's goal. Do you remember that lobby scored against Southampton where he just kind of like, do you know what I mean? It was like the edge of the left side of the box. I remember that one. And he just put it in the top. He was just a, a joy to watch, wasn't he? That was a beezer. Cracking goal. Aye. Just made it look effortless. They don't, they don't do him like him anymore. Anyway, 
because I went first and we've had a few unanimous picks, I don't want to steal them all. So I think you two should take a a shot at revealing the some of the striker choices or a striker choice. Although I think there's that could be quite obvious, but we'll see. Okay, Paul, do you, Paul, do you want to go? Do you want to go first with a striker pick? Yeah, I'm going to go for Eddie and Ketia. I think he's really coming to the fore. <laughs> he is a decent player, to be fair. Like I'd take he's him over Thierry Henry any day. What's the French for? Paul's talking rubbish. Je ne sais quoi. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just put out there, Henri's, Henri's the best player I've ever seen. Ah, it's one of the best, I oh, no. One of the best, yeah. Yeah, Henri, When Barcelona came to Tybrox, uh, the Champions League, when we drew nothing each, that team had Henri, Gajonson, Messi, Ronaldinho, and he Why did you put Gajonson ahead of Messi? Because Messi was still, is that, is, my young boy is, was still, uh, is, so. that cult, is that a cult hero of yours? I know. Ah, yes, actually, uh, <laughs> it's a good Chelsea boy. No, so I remember that was that team was phenomenal, and Henri that night was was brilliant. We clung on to a zero zero, and then Henri scored in the return in the return leg. Actually, two nothing as well. Messi and Henri scored, I'm sure. Anyway, Henri's a cracking player. I've got him as well. For me. I know, like, everyone goes on about Messi and Ronaldo, but for me growing up, it was Henri and Ronaldinho with the two, and maybe Brazilian Ronaldo and Zidane. Probably those four. I like the standouts from Macina oh, teenage years. R9 was phenomenal. I watched that video on, on uh, Instagram recently. It was just all his, his, his kind of real collection. Fate in Milan and Madrid and all that. He's a phenomenal player. There's a Ronaldo documentary on BBC iPlayer. Came out like last year. Online, aye, aye, good. I want to go. watch that then. Prefer watch. Um, so Henri, I think we're all agreed on. Aye, probably coming from the left. I think that's where he was most dangerous, kind of drifting in. And we go for my striker then, Colin. Yeah, So I went with Canu. Can't tell if he's doing that. Uh, just joking, when we bear camp. Bear camp for me, mate. Bear camp was phenomenal. I always remember that goal we scored against Newcastle. Mm. You know, he rolled. That was he us. Rolled. Uh, what a goal, man. Um, and just his, his goal just scored for Holland as well. Do you know what I mean? He was, what a baller. Against and Argentina. to think he, did, he, he was scared of uh, flying and he couldn't. He, Go abroad unless it was by boat and by plane and train. Do you know what I mean? But I bear camp. It wouldn't be much use for our away games, would he? Our European games. No. You need to leave. Yeah. So I had on I had Henri in Bear Camp as well. Paul, are you agreeing on Bear Camp or have you got a Jesus up your sleeve? No, hundred percent Bear Camp. He's like one of my favourite players growing up. Um him and Henri were just the pairing. I think I used to have a DVD, it was like called The Centurions or something, and it was like just a compilation of Henri and Bergkamp scoring. Um, I, or some team, I think Bergkamp said something about they used to train, they used to play, just kicking a ball against the wall. You know, like people react to it and try and control it. He would watch it, 
can see how the ball reacted to the the wall and try and understand that rather than try and react to the ball come to him. Yeah, such a, like, a unique way of looking at it and his control was like amazing. So yeah, I can't hundred percent. What's he doing now? Is he is he involved with is he involved with Ajax in some way? No. I hope no, because they almost burned in there week. I seen that. The game got abandoned. Aye. He's involved, Aye. he's involved in football in some way, but I can't remember what his current like, job is. Get him in the director of football at Rangers. Dennis Bergkamp. What's he doing? What's he up to? Um, doesn't really... What so so just, to be cl- just, just to be clear, we're not he's having a... Nketiah and Canu up front? No. He's a strikers coach at Ajax, apparently. I think we should. Oh, we need to pick a pick a skipper for that team. That's Vieira, isn't it? Got to be. Vieira. And what about a manager? Bingo. Bingo. Two v one. To be fair, Arteta has done a great job at Arsenal. Yeah. He's not won anything, no. He can't say that. I mean, he's not won anything. Aye, but we like him, though. He's one of us, James. One of the boys. No, I know, but... I... Never forget the celebration when he went like that. That's right. Not fair one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, line-up, we've got... Jens Lehmann, Ben White, William Saliba, Sol Campbell, Ashley Cole, Bakaya Saka, Martin Odegaard, Patrick Vieira, Robert Perez, Dennis Bergkamp, Thierry Henry... So we'd love to hear other people who's uh, checking this out. We'd love to hear what your lineups are as well, so you could share them in the comments for this video. I would love to hear them. Um, if there's anything you would change or give justification on why we're, we are wrong, then just let us know. We're going out. I'm yelling timber. Speaking of comments, that. Did we forget to see all the comments for all the different sections? <laughs> we did. Yeah, we, we yes. did. <laughs> right, James, we'll finish off with that then. James is on the tweets. Paul's got something up his sleeve and I've got the Facebook here. Right, okay, so back to the tweets. I've lost it now because we're waiting so long. So let me go and find that. So in regarding the Spurs tweet that we put out, um, We've got a few replies from that. Um, Craig Freewitz's script said he can't help but admire the guy and his ethos. Uh, a decent start, sitting four points off the top in fourth and only six games into a 38-match season. Stay clear of injury suspensions. He can be a top three club this term. So that's uh, we, we said we all said top four, didn't we? We went with four, Colin. Paul's went me through and he's gone me in three. So. Can, can I change mine to three so we can have an outright winner? <laughs> I'll okay. start to four. I'll start to four. Um, Beans, Gaz, Dave and Andy. Um, this is from Tallboy Radio. The guy has been playing good football. They have weathered early pressure from Arsenal on the weekend. Probably have won the game. Never a penalty. And I didn't see the game the weekend so I, couldn't, I can't comment on it. Um, Dark Horse is a second spot if they keep the key players fit, and that's from a gunner. 
who's watching on very nervously. Um, see. Casting views. Can't wait. As a Spurs fan, I love the fact he's brought a unity to the club that we're missing in the last few years. I know it's early days, but he's brought a smile back to the players and fans. Also promoting youth into the team and encouraging an attacking philosophy. We spoke about that. We spoke about the philosophy that he brought um, to Celtic and he brought it to Spurs as well. So I asked the comments for, from that on Twitter. Um, regarding the other topics, the Saudi League. If I can find that now. So, Craig from a script, he said, reason why, so, will the Saudi, the Saudi hype be a fad, like the Chinese Super League? He's wrote, money talks, which is very true. And what do people make of the new Champions League format? Craig has wrote, horrendous. So, like, we're all <laughs> in agreement. That, that sounded just like him, James. <laughs> <laughs> I can never try and imitate him, no, no. Um, but certainly, we've all, I think we've all kind of agreed that, that we don't like change. So that's the yep. tweets. Definitely not. Paul, you had something to share? Uh, yeah, I've got a WhatsApp message from my pal Chris, who's a Tottenham fan. Don't hold that against him. Uh, he says, I like the way we are playing. Love the risk and reward to the gameplay. Breath of fresh air after Jose Nuno and Conte. All the fact he's giving youth a chance and finally moving away from the older players are starting living. Only has four players in the team from previous managers. Sonny, Deke, Kuti and Richie. Basuma looks reborn under Ange. All new additions are doing fantastic at the moment. I put them down at the start of the season to win league. I do every year. Got it at 50-1. Put £10 on. Best I've felt about it in a long time even though we all know City will finish top. And remember, kids, gamble responsibly. £10 lost, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the donation. <laughs> Is that you, Paul? That's me, brother. I just wanted to, sh just before we finish up, just, um, we said keeping these ideas up our sleeves but however i'm a man of principle and we did say we would give shout outs to people who engage with the posts so a few ideas for potential future topics a uh, scott cowan said liverpool ac milan champions league final i think that could be a good shout to talk about uh, alan murdoch said scotland holland 1978 Stuart McCallum mentioned bringing back the Tenant Sixes, which I'm clearly too young to remember. Do you remember the Tenant Sixes, James? Sorry, no. that made you sound older. No, I don't remember that. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> back in the days. No, no. I, um, um, so it was it's kind of like the Masters, I think, but it was like current uh, players rather than former players. So. I think that's what it was. Um, yeah. And Wait What podcast mentioned... European giants, so talking about like Real Madrid, Barca, Milan, and West Ham, um, and maybe looking at kind of Scotland England games. So I'm on the verge of a sneeze here. Project Football Podcast, who me and Paul guested on for, and who we had on for dodgeball, uh, best Scottish eleven to have played in England, um, and some great ideas from Podalicious seventy eight, which is a uh, what's the script undercover, is four four two dead. Talked about transfer fees and wage capping, which we touched on a bit, and the reintroduction of the three foreigners rule. 
Uh, and I had to mention this one. Stu World Order says he likes it when people call it footy with an IE at the end. Do you want to give him a footy? <laughs> Said no one ever. Um, <laughs> and the last suggestion was uh, Podalicious78 again, talking about the life and times of Alistair McCoyce, which I think would be a popular one by a lot of people. He's well liked, even out with the eyebrow circles. Aye, he's a cracking guy. Oh, I'm glad these sneezes are coming on at the very end here, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boys, it's been a pleasure. Um, I've really enjoyed doing our first ever football podcast. I think it's been, from my perspective, good fun. Oh, I have enjoyed it. it. Uh, are, are we going to let Gary back in? Yes. Although we wouldn't be able to see the background if we got forward in. <laughs> Is he on the treatment table? Gary's going to three to four weeks. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Six to ten days. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Um, I'm looking forward to next month. And uh, if anyone has any suggestions for stories or challenges or anything like that, um, we'll be delighted to hear. All right. Thanks very much for having us again. Having us. Yeah, you're not a guest anymore. You're not a guest anymore, James. <laughs> that was in default. I'm, yeah, thanks for part of it. I guess I know. <laughs> I'm not a guest anymore. I'm part of that. I should, I should, I should be me saying that. I've been missing for like the last six weeks. On that note, I think we'll end it there because we're into oh. injury time. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Nice. Have a good one.